our business model is obviously to see patients and that's how we get revenue by seeing patients. Sometimes they ask for letters and paperwork and things like that when they're in a financial conundrum or issue or that they're having, they aren't able to pay, but our employees are actually still kind of expecting compensation for the time that they're working outside of regular business hours. So the funds have definitely also come in handy for those types of situations too. Welcome to Keep Going, a podcast from Mazuma that shares motivational stories from small business owners. I'm Greg. And I'm Ben. And we're your hosts for this episode. Today, we're talking with a return guest and the winner of last year's $10,000 giveaway, Dr. Bruce Bassey. Bruce is the founder of Telepsych Health, an online psychiatric treatment and therapy. We couldn't be happier to have him back on the show. Bruce, welcome. Thanks so much for having me back. I really appreciate it. Thanks for taking me along on this podcast journey as well. Yeah, that's yeah. great. So Bruce, it's wonderful to have you back. For those of our listeners who may not have heard your first episode, would you tell us more about what Telepsych Health is and how it got started? So I'm a general adult psychiatrist. I'm also an addiction psychiatrist, but I do mainly general psychiatry work. And the practice I run is called Telepsych Health. And we're primarily a virtual practice. We operate in 10 states, including Utah. We provide med management, medication prescriptions, and therapy to individuals virtually. But now we have an office actually in Jacksonville, Florida. That's a new change since the last time I've been on the show with you guys. Started the practice in 2018 while I was doing my addiction fellowship. And it was a slow slow journey, but uh, nonetheless, we started to grow and grow. And as we grew, I dished off more and more responsibilities to new hires. Just I was doing everything. I think that gave me a very well-rounded view and appreciation for what everybody else does in a practice. I didn't have that exposure during residency. So it was really, really helpful and fun too, to kind of see it all progress. That's great. If I remember from our last discussion, I think that one of the instigators or one of the things that kind of led you into opening and operating your own practice was some of the people you were working with. You really weren't able to continue with them unless you did that or something along those lines or they were asking for additional services and you saw that need there and tried to fill that. Yep, exactly. So I actually started off thinking I was going to go into emergency medicine. One thing I didn't like about that is the fact that you don't really get to see what happens to people after the ER. I really enjoyed continuity of care, and that's one thing I really appreciate about psychiatry. And across the country, 10% of Americans move on average, and being able to do virtual work where you can see them after they moved, if they move to a state that you still have a license in, it really helps with the ability to see somebody throughout their lifetime. Although not everybody needs treatment throughout their lifetime, but some do. I do see some people now for the last five years, and it's been a a nice way to get to know people uh, longer term than if I was just working for a hospital system and bounced to a different hospital system. There is a little bit of consistency there with this practice that was a main driving factor for starting it. That's really good. So obviously, a lot has happened in the months since we spoke to you last, particularly in online mental health assistance space. In what ways has your business grown or what kind of challenges have you had to overcome in the last little bit? 
So I mentioned um, we had just opened a new office in Jacksonville in March 2022 in order to provide some in-person care and give me a little bit of change of pace and have a home base for the practice too for a lot of different purposes. And so I realized we're going in the opposite direction as a lot of other businesses, but we like to have that balance there where we can see people in person because there's actually still a lot of laws that make it more difficult to provide treatment virtually, especially with certain medications. So having a physical location helps with treatment for those purposes. So I've had a lot of challenges in trying to figure out that on my own. And and we're actually trying to open up a, what's called an intensive outpatient program. That means that somebody is a little bit more acute than on regular outpatient care, but not needing an inpatient hospitalization. So it's like an intermediate type of treatment. And that has a lot of challenges with legal and compliance issues that I haven't foreseen before. So both on the microscopic level and macroscopic levels, I mean, my style is to try to probably overthink something to my detriment. So I was like thinking a little bit too harshly about how the evacuation signs go up and what orientation they'll be in. (laughs) In terms of more broader picture types of challenges, we've, you know, had to grow more locally for this market and this niche in Jacksonville with Google My Business and getting that presence a little bit more beefed up. Yeah, it seems like you're kind of starting a new business again. (laughs) That's a good good way of putting it. It did feel that way. We had to write the whole new policies and procedures. You know, that was a pretty big undertaking too. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of businesses that naturally start in person and then going virtual has a lot of challenges. I suppose the same thing applies to a virtual company that is now trying to be in person. Uh, there's mm-hmm. unforeseen parameters and rules and factors that come into play there. It was like a game of trying to figure out how to solve a problem, really, because to get credentialed, there was a checklist and then there might be something on the checklist I wasn't familiar with, like uh, fire inspection. So then how do I do the fire inspection? Well, first you have to have the certificate from the city and how do I get that? And so it was like a chain of events to try to get everything all squared away for in-person care that we hadn't had to do virtually. But being the entrepreneur that you are, figure it out. You naturally, (laughs) you you made it, right? You survived. Mm -hmm. That's great. Has winning the $10,000 helped you at all? No, there's... There's been opportunities here where we've hired more clinicians. And when that happens, it's kind of a matching game to try to balance supply and demand where people have openings and some people are more full. We definitely use some of the funds to try to diversify some of our referral streams to match that supply and demand, becoming um, in network with additional insurance companies, working with other direct payer networks and partnering with different facilities. One area that we realized we didn't have that much strength in was our social media presence, which kind of came to light through the giveaway process. And so we've hired a social media manager to help us with that. And have given a little bit more emphasis on trying to build up our presence and awareness through those channels. For individuals who were not able to pay, obviously with inflation, the, the rates that they are now, this has come up quite a lot. And our business model is obviously to see patients and that's how we get revenue by seeing patients. Sometimes they ask for letters and paperwork and things like that when they're in a financial 
conundrum or issue or that they're having, they aren't able to pay, but our employees are actually still kind of expecting compensation for the time that they're working outside of regular business hours. So the funds have definitely also come in handy for those types of situations too. That's great. That's good to hear. Yeah, we're glad that you were able to put it to use and we were super glad that you won and it went to such a good and worthy cause. Bruce, one of the things we wanted to ask you is, you know, as small business owners and healthcare providers, especially during the COVID pandemic and everybody struggles with burnout, you ironically are a small business owner and a healthcare provider. So you're kind of getting hit in two ways. What are some ways that you've been able to combat burnout and what advice would you share with other small business owners who feel overwhelmed? Yeah, that I think is a great question. I actually wrote a blog post on this on Medium, if anyone wants to check it out. I think burnout is uh, definitely a very noteworthy topic to address in both healthcare and as a small business owner. It's the opposite of thriving in one's job. And it's a miserable experience where you don't want to get up in the morning to go to work. I think people all deserve to have a job that they thoroughly enjoy instance, patients, they make very personal connections with their providers. And when burnout occurs and the provider wants to leave, then that negatively impacts our practice in a way that businesses and other industries might not experience because those patients will then leave if the provider leaves. So it has a lot of downstream effects on us as a small business and and healthcare practice. So we want to make the workplace as enjoyable as possible. When the employees are happy, it comes across very easily and readily apparent in a session clinically. So I think it also leads to better patient care for that reason too. So we've identified some reasons that people get burnt out. I've come up with too much administrative work, um, lack of autonomy or control over business decisions, and then lack of recognition. So what ways have we tried to address these things? Well, For the first one, we've hired more administrative staff, and we've also tried to streamline some operational efficiencies to just make it easier for getting certain paperwork and things like that done that occur outside of the appointments. And then we've also tried to include employees on key decisions that are pertinent to just common business practices and make sure that they feel like they're heard and included in these things. And we're not just like telling them what they should do. Because I think if I were in their position, I'd want to know like why these changes are being made to a certain policy that are affecting me having to work more. And I want to know where it's coming from. And then another way that we've addressed the issue with lack of recognition is to set aside designated time during our team meetings to have opportunities for people to give uh, shout outs to one another and positive feedback for what other people have done really well, and not only to one another, but to uh, look at the f- feedback that we've gotten from our patients too on our website. And we'll, we'll go through that and talk about what's working really well for us. Because I think as a team, it's easy to get too bogged down into problem solving and talking about issues that have come up and arisen. And we can just easily gloss over the things that people are doing really well. So we wanted to take time and make a concerted effort to make it known that people are actually doing a good job. As I think about me as a business owner and applying those three areas to myself, I definitely recognize times when there's been a lack of creative work 
you know, in my life. And it's mostly just addressing problems, fixing things, trying to find incremental improvements in our systems or in, in the way we're doing things. And that can get long and boring over days, weeks, months. And sometimes I need to go back to something else creative, some new idea that I want to develop, you know, to get away from that quote unquote administrative work as much. That rewarding part, you know, no matter how much we accomplish, it seems like you never get there. You never arrive. You never finished uh, building your business. It seems like there's always some other level that you're trying to achieve. And therefore it often can result in long periods of time where you're not stepping back and recognizing what you've accomplished. And, you know, sometimes it's just going to Arby's and getting that shake to show myself, you know, I'm earning something, I'm doing something and I can just give myself a little boost. Uh, It's amazing how far that can go sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I 100% agree with you. You have to have those things that you do on the side to fill your own bucket, as we like to call it. It could be small, could be large. And having a creative element to it is the perfect antidote to that feeling of being overwhelmed and burnt out. Right. So we asked you this question last time, but I guess it's been almost a year now. How has your business continued to impact your personal life? I think that the business is something that I am extremely lucky and grateful to have. I'm, first of all, so privileged to be able to have the opportunity to go to school and go on this journey. And then I feel lucky that I've chosen psychiatry because you don't really know what a career path entails for you until you're in it. You can see people on the outside, but you don't know if that's going to apply to you or if you're going to feel the way they do about their job. So I feel like it is kind of the holy grail that I have reached this position in my life where I'm given the opportunity to have such a positive impact on not just my patients, but also my employees' lives too. And kind of similar to your role as a podcast host and maybe an accountant, I hear personal details of people's lives day in and day out. And I'm frequently uplifted by the level of resilience that I witness from them. I think kind of that rubs off a little bit on me and I just feel more positive and hopeful about the world when I see these people and how their lives have progressed from bad to good to bad to good and and how they've struggle to overcome some of their personal trials and tribulations, near homelessness and financial crisis and, and divorce and all these things. So, you know, one person can look on the outside and say, oh, wow, they must feel pretty down after talking to them. But I, I almost feel that kind of the opposite because that I do get to know them for, for a long period of time. So I see how they've kind of come out of those holes too. Absolutely. That's very rewarding. Yeah, we do get to see that side of things on the accountant side. I've often felt like I'm a therapist at times, you know, (laughs) money leads right to the heart of our lives. So yeah, a lot of those personal issues arise. I like that phrase. I might steal that from you because um, whenever somebody's job's in crisis, their mental health issues have just multiplied, amplified tenfold. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what advice would you give other small business owners in general and maybe those who are looking to participate in our giveaway this year? I would say, first of all, have fun. This is an incredible opportunity to network and get their business name out there. 
market themselves, meet other small business owners that you most likely have something in common with. Second of all, I would say don't give up hope if you're in second place, speaking from experience. We didn't have much of a social media presence before starting the giveaway. And it was really friends and family that we've had to tap into. We probably annoyed the heck out of them, to be quite honest (laughs) with you. I realized that a lot of people might have voted, but they didn't share. And that's really what it comes down to. And getting that network fully saturated, I don't know what the right word is for that, but to just totally utilize your social network is by getting them to share with their friends, because otherwise you're just reaching your friends, which is not really going to get you into first place. So we just continue to ask them to share and have fun. And I think that's a good piece of advice because at the end of the day, you know, this is just a nice bonus on top of everything. The the giveaway didn't have to be there. So. (laughs) Right. Um, (laughs) We're glad to hear that. Hopefully you weren't banking on it solely. Hopefully it was just a nice little bonus that could help you move along. So exactly. Things you were pursuing. So Bruce, as you know, we always ask our guests what keeps them going, but I'm curious in your situation, has your answer to that question changed for you since you were on last and why or why not? I would say my answer, my response hasn't changed since a year ago or so when I was lost on the podcast. I really do like to keep the mission of the practice consistent with our core values. And I don't think those change with me over time. Last time I was on the podcast, I gave the response that what drew me to starting a small business was to really change what a patient's experience is and dealing with a mental health issue. And that's really what made me go into medicine in the first place. And knowing that I've had an opportunity to change their experience where previously they're exasperated because they can't even reach a human to set up an appointment. Now they actually I found this practice where there's somebody who cares and treats them like family and they can actually easily reach us. And we pride ourselves on being readily accessible and easy to communicate with our patients and respect their time and respect their autonomy. And so I think all of those core values have really aligned with me over the past several years. And so I don't expect that to change for the next year, 10 years, 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great, great response. I think that's what helps you be successful in in what you're doing is there's a higher purpose for what you're going after and you're you're really connected to it. So often we're talking to just, you know, brick and mortar type of companies, but you're obviously you can reach a wider audience. How can our audience get a hold of you? Thanks for asking. We do see people in Utah and I'm sure you have clients all over the country. We have ability to see individuals in 10 states, which are all listed on our website. And we take insurance, commercial insurance. Our website is telepsychhealth.com. It's spelled phonetically, T-E-L-E-P-S-Y-C-H, health, H-E-A-L-T-H.com. And now after the giveaway, we're also on a lot of social media channels. Our handle is just telepsychhealth for all the main ones. And like I said, we're very easy to reach and Throughout the day, either Rebecca, Corinne, or Chelsea are all standing by to talk to you. And I'd be honored if anybody out there would put their mental health care in our hands. And I truly appreciate you giving me the opportunity to talk to everybody today. All right. Thank you, Bruce. Yeah, thank you. We love what you're doing and wish you all the best. Thanks a lot. Thank you, listeners, for joining us today. If you or someone you know would like to share your small business story, please go to mazumausa.com slash keep going. 
and fill out the form at the bottom of the page. And if you are looking for tax advice for your small business, be sure to join our Keep Going Facebook group and check out our website at mazumausa.com.